the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There really has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. I chuckle because the economy is so unpredictable, but gold and silver are not. They're quite stable and predictable. So check out LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. You can download a free investor's guide at that website. Today, I've got a few topics I want to cover with you. One has to do with Ron DeSantis. One has to do with Elon Musk. And one has to do with those car commercials you see every season, Christmas time, holiday season, when people get cars for people. Then I've never met anyone who's gotten a car for Christmas. But there are some key indicators about that that are really kind of hilarious. Stick around. We'll get to DeSantis next. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity. With your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. Well, I am a big fan of Substack and a big fan of Barry Weiss and her new platform, The Free Press. And one of the most recent articles that I think was really worth reading is entitled The Rise of the DeSantis Democrats. And it kind of compares DeSantis Democrats to Reagan Democrats. Many of you may not have been around to see the Reagan Democrats, but they were there. And that's one of the reasons he got elected. So we remember the DeSantis reelection here in 2022 during the midterms. It was massive. It was probably the most, I want to say, kind of outstanding election result of the whole cycle. Because it, it wasn't that we didn't expect him to get reelected. It was how it went down. And that he, you know, just completely flipped Miami-Dade County, which is a very strong Democratic stronghold. I guess that's redundant, but you get the idea. I mean, you're talking about Miami. You're talking about a state that is often considered a swing state. And it went decidedly for Ron DeSantis. And you can point to a lot of reasons. Florida was one of the most aggressive sort of uh, not mandating states. They didn't mandate vaccines. They weren't, they were dropping the mask mandates. And everyone who was afraid was kicking and screaming until they saw that Florida really made some good decisions during that whole COVID pandemic stretch. The other thing was the hurricane more recently and the, the preparedness for it and then the reaction to it were unbelievable. If you think back to Katrina or other hurricanes, 
where the states didn't really seem to have their ducks in a row heading in. I mean, you, we have the technology now weather-wise to see what a storm is going to look like and how it's going to hit. And it doesn't always do exactly what you think it's going to do. And in this case, it didn't. It hit Fort Myers Beach far more than it hit any other community. And that wasn't expected. But the reaction, the response, and the preparedness to that were stellar. So, yeah, so this is a guy who gets stuff done. But I want to just read a couple things to you out of this Substack article because this woman who wrote it, uh, Olivia Rheingold, went and interviewed a bunch of Floridians about why they voted for DeSantis and then some who did not. But she she talked to this woman, um, Tori Williams, who <laughs> uh, works at One Gentleman's Club. And, you know, it was loud in there. She went in there and asked her who she voted for. And the woman said DeSantis. And I'll read you this from the article. Why DeSantis? I shout. Williams is a black woman who looks to be pushing 40. She has a fiance and after two slow years, a job. It was her brother, she says, who made her rethink her politics. Finally, she shouts back over the bar through the din money. Williams is one of the DeSantis Democrats, Florida voters who until recently identified as Democrats, but in November opted to reelect Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. He who resisted the COVID lockdowns, tangled with Disney and governed with a record budget surplus in a landslide. It really is remarkable. And I think that, that he is the greatest threat to Donald Trump in 2024. And I, and I really hope he runs. I've been very open about this. I wrote an open letter to Donald Trump, who didn't listen to me, that I don't think he should run again. And his latest move with the NFTs and, you know, just a big money raising thing, make him seem far less serious. And you've got Ron DeSantis tackling very serious issues. And he's really... Since the reelection, he's really kind of, you know, he hasn't been out there shouting at anyone. He's not been doing the kinds of things that you do when you're going to run for president. But he may want to ride this momentum. And personally, I would vote for him. And, you know, I, I tend to vote Republican. I don't think that's any surprise to anyone. But the way he he has he has a record. He has a record that demonstrates capabilities, no fear backbone, yada, yada, yada. And I'll say this, and this is going to sound really superficial, but what about politics isn't superficial? <laughs> there are optics to consider. And when he won in Florida in November, he and his wife and their three children came out on stage. And it's, you know, it's a good looking family. It's a really beautiful family. I will also say that his wife, Casey, in the whole preparation for the hurricane and in the aftermath was very active and, and appropriately. So she, t she took a role and she, she did that role effectively and beautifully. So, you know, there's a whole package here to look at with Ron DeSantis and some people want to call him Trump light and all of that. But I, I, what he is, is he, and the only baggage he seems to have is good, solid suitcases full of accomplishments. And we know that Trump comes with a lot of other baggage. And even people who have been fervently supportive of Trump and his presidency and what he got accomplished are saying his time has passed. I think they're look they're able to say that more confidently because of DeSantis and what he's accomplished and how he's been received in the state of Florida. 
So it's interesting. There are the DeSantis Democrats, and a lot of them are Latinos, Hispanics, Cubans, people who came from Cuba who know what it's like to be silenced, to have mandates, to live in a, a truly oppressed society. And they appreciate this guy. And as the stripper, <laughs> the gentleman's club entertainer, Ms. Williams said, money. And you hear it all the time. It's the economy. Stupid. It's right. true. It's true. See, I told you. It is true. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right. Coming up, Elon Musk. He keeps putting out these polls on Twitter. And the latest, should he step down as the leader of Twitter? We'll get into it next. Hey, we want to thank our friends at Epic TV for sponsoring the show. Epic TV is a censorship-free video platform with original news programs like Crossroads, The Larry Elder Show. I'm happy to say Larry's been on this show. Facts Matter, American Thought Leaders, and documentaries investigating critical issues that are not covered anywhere else. This is a great resource. Why do we trust the Epic Times? They're unbiased. They report important news that other media ignore. They focus on clear, fact-based journalism without spin or hidden agendas. They are truthful. What do you know? They report just the facts and trust their discerning viewers. That's all of you beautiful people to arrive at your own conclusions. Isn't that what news is supposed to be? And they are resilient. Despite the attacks from many sides, defamation from other media, thugs burning of their printing presses, and assaulting their journalists, yeah, the Epic Times continue to dedicate themselves to reporting the truth. If you're looking for an unbiased, truthful, and resilient news source, check them out today. We have a special offer for our viewers and listeners. Just sign up and start watching. No credit card required, no strings attached. And if you decide to subscribe within 14 days of that, it's just $1 for two months. That is a deal. So go to watchepic.com slash sideline and subscribe. That's watch com slash sideline. Do it. You won't regret it. So we all know Elon Musk finalized his deal to buy Twitter. He is the owner of Twitter and he did a lot of house cleaning, got rid of a lot of people. And we're learning a lot through these Twitter drops as to why these Twitter drops are amazing. Uh, the Twitter files. And I would imagine because the FBI is so int intricately intertwined. I don't know if that's uh, the right word, but involved with a lot of Twitter's suppression of speech 
muting of speech, however you want to put it. I hope there are investigations into this thing. We can't have the FBI telling a company what it can or cannot publish because that's not free speech. You can say Twitter's a private company. They make their own decisions. But if they're being pressured by the government, that takes the private company aspect sort of out of it, doesn't it? So Elon Musk publishes this poll. Should I step down from Twitter? Yes or no? Simple binary choice. And then he tweeted afterwards something like, be careful what you wish for, you may get it. But the majority of people said, yes, he should step down from running Twitter. Now, he's obviously going to remain the owner of Twitter. That doesn't change. But stepping down from running it, I think that just means he would not be the face or the ultimate decision maker about policy, about blue checks, about whatever. And the majority of people said yes. And, and, and I asked the simple question, are bots voting? I like him to stay in charge. I find it entertaining. I find it provocative. Uh, it really brings out the best and the worst in people. And, you know, um, when he banned a few reporters who were leaking his specific whereabouts, his flights, and his young son was in a car that got attacked, it's hard to blame him for wanting to protect his family. But he took a, a blizzard of negative reaction to that. Old Dan Rather wrote, oh, rules for thee, but not for me censorship for thee, but not for me, or something stupid like that. I'm sorry, Dan, uh, but it was dumb because none of you were outraged when other stuff was getting suppressed, like the Hunter Biden laptop story. But you're all outraged when he doesn't want people publishing his whereabouts, basically doxing him. That's what doxing means. Anyway, the majority, over 52%, I believe, said they want him to step down as the head of Twitter. So now today we're reading that he's looking for someone to replace him. That is going to be fascinating. I think if he does this right, in my humble opinion, and I do got me an MBA, master's in business from the University of Southern California. So I know a little bit about business, not a ton, but enough. Um, I think if he does this right, he gets someone who is really not a known commodity. Someone that people can't necessarily attach any baggage to or say, oh, that person, they've got a record of this or that or the other. Someone who's just going to make decisions quietly behind the scenes, not as full frontal as Elon is. But I want Elon to stay active on Twitter because it's just, I find it terribly, terribly amusing. And again, provocative. And it makes people crazy. And I... I love that. I'm a free speech absolutist, but it is interesting when you see some people getting canceled. Doctors, Jay Bhattacharya of Stanford is the one that comes to mind for a lot of people. Robert McCullough, who's been on this show, who was a COVID dissenter. You see them get silenced and no one says a word. But you see, you know, this reporter who's doxing him get silenced and everyone goes, oh, censorship, censorship, censorship. Um, it really is kind of alarming and delightful to watch all at the same time. I think we need this, this sort of muddied water right now to clear itself, to settle. And so maybe it is best for the platform overall, for, for Elon to not be making those decisions, at least not publicly making those decisions, at least not in the fore. I mean, he can make the decisions all he wants and and then have a CEO be the face of those decisions. But it's really interesting 
we're going to see how this plays out. It's a very curious time for Twitter and for all of social media. I think I don't think anyone's immune from investigation at this point in terms of who's influencing what they publish. You know, when next time you get a chance, go to Google, go to Chrome, go to Safari, go to whatever search engine you use and type in something a little political in the search bar and see what comes up first. See what, what the stack of articles or references is and ask yourself, which way do these lean? It's really interesting to do that. And um, you wish they didn't lean, but they do. So um, Elon Musk isn't the only one who's going to be dealing with you know, Congress or investigations or anything like that. Uh, I think, I think the whole, the whole social media industry is going to be facing some comeuppance here. And having said all of that, one hope that I do have overall is that TikTok gets banned. Because don't kid yourself. And we had someone on this show telling us how intertwined that platform is with the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. Don't kid yourself and don't say, oh, that's so outlandish. It would never work that way. You need to dig a little deeper. You need to get to that second level thinking we often talk about here. Speaking of second level thinking, have you ever thought about, you know, the car commercials with the big, huge bows on the car? There's a telling thing going on right now with cars and big bows as we head into the holiday season. And it's coming up quick here. Hope your shopping's done. And if it's not, have you considered gold or silver as a gift? You can buy physical gold and silver and gift it to someone. My mom did that for my husband and me on one of our anniversaries. It was a very generous gift. And it's it's kind of... It, I want to say it's kind of comforting to know that we have it and it's not a lot, but it's something. So have you thought about it for yourself or for someone you love? Because there is some comfort in gold and silver. Gold and silver are excellent ways to have investments in your portfolio that are more stable than the stock market. They're a hedge against inflation. They protect against a weakening dollar and they carry the same value no matter where you go in the world. And right now, the economies of the world are just so unpredictable, so up and down. You watch the stock market and you want to puke. You know, gas prices have come down a little bit, but 2023 is right around the corner. And you don't hear many people sounding optimistic about the financial situation in 2023. So before it gets too late, you might want to consider augmenting your portfolio with gold and silver, or giving it as a gift. You can speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. They are the folks that I trust when investing in gold and silver. LPM, be proactive while there's still time. Legacy Precious Metals can advise you of all the options that you have for investing in gold and silver. A great long-term play. And like I said, you can speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. Here's the number. 866-528-1903. 866-528-1903. You can also download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. 
And I no suppose one if- ever makes a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you take a billion dollars. Oh, please, 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 please. Why isn't she down at the border crying? I don't understand. Things are worse than ever at the border and she is nowhere to be seen. Okay, enough of that. So who's getting a car for Christmas is the headline in the personal finance section of the Wall Street Journals. Well, ask the people who sell giant bows. Have you ever thought about that? When people, you know, you see the commercials. I've never seen this happen to anyone that I know. I've never received a car as a gift with a big bow on it. So I don't know. But here's the article from uh, Joe Pinsker of the Wall Street Journal. If you're secretly hoping to be led outside on Christmas morning and surprised with a new car in the driveway, this may not be your year. Some makers and sellers of car bows, the oversized decorations that sit on hoods and roofs, report a steep decline in business this holiday season. As with many economic indicators of late, the data is mixed. But if weak bow sales are taken as a shiny red indicator, they may foreshadow a drop-off in the number of cars given as gifts this year. John Berg, have you ever known anyone to get a car as a gift with a big red bow on it? I was actually just trying to think about that. That is something that... uh... Certain sides of my family would do, quite frankly. Oh, they someone in your their... family would do that? <laughs> yeah, they order their uh, vehicles out of the uh, the catalog. You know, they call up and have it delivered. So, oh, nice. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it actually, though. I don't think there's ever been a Christmas. I'm, I'm thinking of all the Christmases, and and I used to spend with family. That's the family that would do this, and I don't think there was ever one with a bow on Christmas. I don't think we did that. I've never seen it except in commercials, and um, you know. It, I guess it happens. It looks very nice. It does look nice. <laughs> you know what does not look nice is, I'll finish with this, is the Stanford Guide to Acceptable Words. Quick, uh, honest story here. I was accepted to both Cal, Berkeley, and Stanford, one across the bay from the other, and I did not take my acceptance to Stanford. I went to Cal, Berkeley. Um, I know a lot of people associated with Stanford. But this makes me want to puke. Paradists have, I'm going to read from the editorial board at the Wall Street Journal. Paradists have it rough these days since so much of modern life and culture resembles the Babylon Bee. The latest evidence is that Stanford University administrators in May published an index of forbidden words to be eliminated from the school's websites and computer code and provided inclusive replacements to help re-educate the benighted. Call yourself an American? Please don't. Better to say U.S. citizen, per the bias hunters, lest you slight the rest of the Americas. Immigrant is also out with, quote, person who has immigrated as the approved alternative. It's the iron law of academic writing. Why use one word when four will do? I mean, that, that one is person who has immigrated. You're an immigrant. That is a word in the dictionary, but you guess can't, can't use it at Stanford now. You can't master your subject at Stanford any longer. In case you hadn't heard, the school instructs that historically masters enslaved people. So you can't, you know, I've noticed on the home improvement shows, they no longer say master bedroom, they say main bedroom. And I'm sure that that's why. And I have no problem with that. But a, a master is also someone who has mastered a craft. I mean, that's, but you can't master in something at Stanford anymore because you might come across as someone who has 
historically enslaved people and don't dare design a quote unquote blind study, which quote unintentionally perpetuates that that disability is somehow abnormal or negative, furthering an ableist culture. Come on, man. I'm not kidding. Blind studies are good and useful, but never mind. Quote, masked study is to be preferred. Follow the science, after all. Gangbusters is banned because of the index, or because the index says it, quote, invokes the notion of police action against gangs in a positive light, which may have racial undertones. Not to beat a dead horse, a phrase that the index says normalizes violence against animals, but you used to have to get a graduate degree in the humanities to write something that stupid. Again, I'm reading from the editorial board at the Wall Street Journal, and I love this piece. The Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative is a, quote, multi-phase project of Stanford's IT leaders. The list took, quote, 18 months of collaboration with stakeholder groups to produce, the university says. We can't imagine what's next, except that it will surely involve more make work for more administrators whose proliferation have driven much of the rise in college tuition and student debt. For 16,937 students, Stanford lists 2,228 faculty and 15,750 administrative staff. Oh, my God. The list was prefaced with, to use another forbidden word, a trigger warning. Quote, this website contains language that is offensive or harmful. Please engage with this website at your own pace. Evidently, it was all too much for some at the school to handle. On Monday, after the index came to light on social media, Stanford hid it from public view. Without a password, you wouldn't know that stupid made the list. The list is stupid, Stanford. And yes, there are too many administrators, and they've got to find stuff to do. And earn their paychecks so that your tuition can be exceedingly high. I'd encouraged my son to apply to Stanford as I did. And again, I I was accepted. I'm going to discourage that now. He can do whatever he wants. I'm going to support my son no matter where he goes to college, even if it's stupid Stanford. (laughs) And the thing that pains me about this is I love Dr. Condoleezza Rice. I admire her. She's part of Stanford, but I, I have a feeling she might agree with me on this, that this list is pretty stupid. All right. Keep an eye on those big red bows and the sale of big red bows. It could uh, indicate whether or not you're getting a car this Christmas. In the meantime, everyone, thanks for joining Sideline Sanity. As always, be brave and do good. Gosh darn it. Thanks for listening. Happy to talk once again with Charles Thorngren, the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. You know, I think it still is confusing to people, uh, some people, uh, as to why a precious metals investment would be a worthwhile one, particularly at this time when they're thinking, I'm doing all I can to put gas in the car. Why is now a particularly good time? And we'll go from there to how small of an investment is worthwhile for someone. You know, a great question. And I think the, the importance of why really comes into the fact that we have to save for ourselves. 
whether it's a little here, a little there, whether it's making it a plan and putting out so much a paycheck, whether it's making sure we fund our retirement account, we have to realize we are responsible for ourselves in the long run. <laughs> you mean that no one else is going to ride up and save us, you know, on some white steed? It ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. You know, that, and anyone who's promising to do that is getting ready to take advantage of you in some form or fashion. Yeah. And so, so if, if I'm an investor, a potential investor, and I'm looking at legacy precious metals and I'm saying to myself, yeah, I, I, this sounds smart. I don't have a lot to spend. What would you tell that person? I would say, do what you can. If you never start, you never get there. So the most important step you can take is saying, I'm going to take care of myself and my family. I'm going to make it a plan. I'm going to take action. I'm going to start in the way that's comfortable for me. That's the important thing. The first step is always the hardest. But once you take that first step, the second step is easier. And then you're moving. And then once you're in motion, it's hard to stop you. So that first step, most important step. I always tell people they can call and talk to an IRA expert or, or check out the, the guide that they can download for free, the investor's guide. What, what is the number one question that you get from people who are first-time investors? The biggest question I get, is this right for me? That is the question. And that comes from everyone. So, so everyone's asking the same, is this right for me? And yet we're all so unique. And, and yet it, it is a sound investment for just about any portfolio, isn't it? It is. We, even though we're all unique, that uniqueness is going to tailor the way we begin the investment. Okay. But we're all in the same situation. That's the one thing I think we seem to forget in today's society. Whether you agree with somebody or not, we're in this together. America is in this transition that we're in right now. We're dealing with the same issues. Some people like them, some don't, but we're all in it together, right? So the need is the same. How we prepare and how we invest is what changes from person to person, but we all have that same need. It's a great point. And again, I encourage people to 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 just make the call, pick up the phone. That step is always the hardest. I'm not sure why that is. In any kind of effort that you make in life, whether it's weight loss or exercise or investing some way to better your life, it always seems like that first hurdle is is the challenge. Uh, but when they call, who who are they going to talk to? Who what what's going to be on the other end of the line for them? Great question. You're going to speak with one of our customer representatives. And their job is not to sell you metals, right? We have a much different approach. We're going to answer all your questions. We're going to show you what options you have. And on the rare occasion, this isn't right for you. We're going to say this probably isn't right for you. Um, we have a gold company here, but you know, I, I say it all the time. What we actually deal in is customer service. We want each and every individual that calls to get the answers they need to be able to make the decision that's right for them. And we want to do that in a way that's not pushy, that's not salesy. And that's what makes my team so special. We care about each and every caller. And we're going to show you what options you have. And then you get to make an informed decision. So don't be afraid of the phone call. It's the best thing you can do. And this is why I am so honored and I feel privileged to be sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. They're the ones that I'm going to deal with. And I encourage you to pick up the phone, give them a call, even easier. Go check out their their guide. It's a free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. But as you said, Charles, 
pick up the phone. You're going to talk to someone who can answer your specific questions and get get the ball rolling. Get get started. Do something that is a long-term play for your family's benefit. Charles, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always great to be here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.